For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Get ready for that. Will it start Super Bowl halftime or not? That is the question. Probably Usher's most notable tune. Simply called, yeah. And when it comes to, did uh, Team Schuster win in curling? Guess what the answer is? Yeah. Let's uh, take a quick second, O'Brien, to tip our hats to our sponsors. Absolutely. Are Are they they good? Yeah. Yeah, they are. Starting with Mount Royal Bottle Shop, Stewart Spike Sports and Trophies, Kohler Toyota and Kohler Hyundai, Comfort Systems, Mike Regan at Christensen Group Insurance, Arola Architecture Studio, Hoops Brewing, OAR Holdings, Kraus Heating and Cooling, your carrier HVAC authorized dealer. Brian, that's your carrier carrier up here in northeastern Minnesota. I see Advantage what you did there. and Screen Printing, Sammy's Pizza, and the Blackwoods Group. Their locations include London Road, in Proctor and in Two Harbors, Blackwater Downtown, and Tavern on the Hill. Absolutely. So we go to good curling because I'll tell you what, Team Schuster does a lot of good curling. John's great, but we also talked to Chris Plies. He's with us this morning. Chris, how was a great conversation? Good morning, my friend. Hey, good morning, guys. Nice to have you, of course. And, of course, we're on the eve of the big game, the Super Bowl. Did you just yeah. win the Super Bowl of curling here in the past week? <laughs> uh, no, I think it was like more like winning the division. Um, we still got uh, our world championships coming up um, next month over in Switzerland. So, um, yeah, that's more of our more of our Super Bowl. So we still got a lot of a lot of work to do. You do, and how much does this say for Duluth? Because winning the national championship. Oh, by the way, all you had to do was beat another local rink. This area is dominating this sport, is it not? Yeah, yeah. No, we uh, we played Corey Dropkin in the final, so uh, like he's a he's a a transplant local now, um, but really good player. And uh, you know he he had won the world mixed doubles championships last year with Corey TC, who's also another Duluth person. So we just there's a lot of there's a lot of good players coming out of town, and I think I mean, personally, I just think that you know when you have good players that are around, um, you know it's Duluth's kind of made a name for itself in its club of just having good players that you can, you know, get get good games and get, you know, just kind of make each other better. So, yeah, we're lucky to live here. I would agree with that. Now, tell me this. The first segment we did today was about what's a Super Bowl in Minnesota because as Viking fans, and you and I are on the younger side of Viking fans, we have no idea because our team hasn't made it that far. So we talked yeah. about playing somebody else or playing in an equally as big game becomes our quote-unquote Super Bowl. You have to figure that facing Team Schuster in curling is becoming a lot of people's Super Bowl, is it not? Maybe Mr. <laughs> Dropkin could be the headliner of that conversation. <laughs> yeah, no, we've had some good good battles over the last few years, and um, you know, luckily for us, we've come out on top on on the majority of those. But um, you know, we're just we're just the old guys trying to just keep going, and I mean, we can see what we can see these guys coming up behind us, so. Um, and I think that that honestly just makes us better too, forces us to to just keep working hard. And um, yeah, you know, Brian, the the one thing we when we were talking about the Super Bowls, the one the one thing we were talking about is is how sometimes it's a Super Bowl of envy, right? 
And the way that Chris and Team Schuster presents themselves as fun and casual and still beating people, right? that's got to drive other teams. I was going to say, you envy the fact that you guys yeah. look like it's just <laughs> you know a blast. We're hanging out. We're, we're curling on a weekend. And, oh, by the way, we won. But that's the way you guys carry yourselves and you know exude the style. But you guys are gritting and grinding and working pretty hard, aren't you? Yeah, yeah, we're definitely working hard. But, man, uh, <laughs> I mean, I, I'm sure this isn't going to be breaking news to either of you guys, but uh, curling isn't – you're not going to get rich off curling. So if you ain't having fun, <laughs> then you gotta you got to find something else to do. So, Kristen, I have a quick question for you. Looking backwards, um, you, you're right about how curling seems to be having a new boom in our in our area. How much of that do you, um, you know, look back at that Olympic victory and say – yeah, you know, they got inspired. Kids are getting inspired, inspired, not expired, inspired. <laughs> um, and we're starting to see, you know, younger curlers coming up that are going to be pushing you in a few years. Yeah, I mean, it's no question. I'd get you go down to the to the curling club on, on Tuesday nights and Sundays and um, just even on open ice days. And there's a lot of young, young kids down there. And it's, we have a super healthy development program happening. And even internationals this last week in New Jersey, there was a few teams that, you know, I mean, the average age is probably 15 years younger than anybody on our team. So it's, um, yeah, I think 18 was a, was a huge catalyst for, for growth. And um, I also think that it's just become, you know, like shows like this, our local media, um, you know, Rachel Blunt down in the cities and Lavelle and all these people that have really started, um, you know, paying closer attention and, and doing write-ups and having interviews and just exposing um, the sport. Uh, so people are people are seeing it in the news more often. And, and that's been a huge thing, too, um, just just having that. And, and, you know, it's great for us, too, because it's not like we do this for the, for the recognition, but it's definitely a sport that we all super care about. And um, so, you know, having that exposure to, to bring people new, like new into the sport uh, is, is pretty awesome for us to see. I have to go a little bit tongue-in-cheek and a little bit of an inside joke here. Talking with Chris Plies, you talk about different media outlets giving you proper recognition. I know what a big Common Man fan you are. Are you still uh, chomping at the bit to be on there again? <laughs> I would definitely go on the, on the ground if I ever had the chance again. Uh, yeah, no, I've been a lifelong uh, Common guy. and um, So, yeah, the, the couple times I've got to call in or go in the studio has been it's been a highlight. For, I was going to say, one quick follow-up. Chris <laughs> Plies gets to choose a radio game, initials or program password. And who's your partner by choice? Oh, man. See, I program password, is it's a, it's a decent game, but initials is, I mean, that's just genius. That's just a genius It really game. is. Uh, it really is. It's so simple. It's great. I, I like the, tri- the power trip, too. So, I mean, I'd, I'd probably have to go with initials um, just because, yeah, that's, that game is just brilliant. It definitely is, and you guys have had some brilliant curling games as well. I want to talk a little bit about what you said just a moment ago when some of the curlers have been 10, 15 years younger than you. You know you can continue in this sport, you know, into your golden years. My dad did it into his 60s, but there's a difference between playing for the joy of it and playing at the competitive level you do. What kind of age do you expect to be at when you say, okay, I'm, I'm, I'm done grinding at this? Do you, do you have 10 years left? Do you have 20 years left? What do you think? What does your body tell you? <laughs> I think I got about uh, two years left. <laughs> uh, I think after this next this next Olympic cycle, I'm going to be done um, competing at uh, 
you know, at, at this level. And it's just trying to balance, uh, you know, work and family life and friends and everything else with, with the travel and everything is just, uh, it's, it's a lot to, a lot to balance. And, um, you know, like Alyssa for me, like she's always been super supportive, but, right. uh, you know, I don't want to keep, you know, leaving her at home for a hundred plus days a year either. So, um, yeah, so I think after this Olympic cycle, I'm going to take a step back and, you know, still stay involved with the sport in some capacity, whether that's like some coaching and just playing all the fun spiels that, that we miss getting a chance to play in with friends and stuff. But yeah, man, like just seeing the, seeing the younger guys and, and gals grinding, um, it just, it just lets you know, like, okay, I've had a, it's been a really good run. It's been a really, really fun ride. And, um, but I just can't keep up with these, uh, these young guns anymore. I hear you with that. It, it kind of made me chuckle a little bit, Dave, when he talked about leaving your spouse at home for a hundred days a year. You don't have to travel as widely as team Schuster nope. does to do that because a couple announcers in this studio that are probably guilty of that throughout seasons as well. I was listening to, oh, for sure. I was listening to Dana talk to a friend the other day and she's like, you know, and sometimes when he doesn't go, it's hard because I look forward to my time. Right. I, I get the same question. Sometimes it's when are you home? And then I am home and it's when's your next game. So yep. that can be difficult without question. Chris, you said something at the very beginning about, you know, this is like winning a division. we got a lot of work left to do. What goes into the work? I mean, is it as simple as, hey, you know, we're, we're, we're shooting rocks on a daily basis? Or is it, you know, cardio? Are you running? Because curling is a sport that people don't see the fitness that is required, but it is. Yeah, for sure. Um, I mean, as far as cardio, uh, I, I don't run. Um, <laughs> you and me both. I, there's, yeah, no, it's, uh, unless, you know, the old say, like, unless there's a bear chase, like that's, <laughs> that's about it. And you just got to be faster uh, than the other guy. Totally. <laughs> totally. Um, yeah, no, I, I spend a lot of time on like, uh, like the rowing machine. Um, and I also really enjoy biking. So I get my cardio in that way. And then, yeah, just being at the being at the club a lot, getting a lot of rocks in, and um, we're going to be heading over to Scotland here in a few weeks um, for a kind of a tune-up speed, like a tune-up tournament, um, and uh, yeah, then just some team like practices and stuff. And I know this is kind of a weird time of year; like everybody's into their, um, you know, country qualifications and and all that kind of stuff. So like our tour season is is kind of over. So. Yeah, we're having to travel all the way over to Scotland to find a tournament, um, which is crazy. But again, I mean, travel is like my favorite part of this whole thing. So I was going to uh, say having to go that it is. Yeah. right. I was going to say having to go that far to find a tune-up tournament is that odd? Is it something where the people in this tournament are going, "Oh my gosh, Team Schuster's here," or is it one of those where everybody goes because, like you said, there's not that many places to go right now? Yeah, I think all the teams pretty much from the world championships, like I would, I would assume the majority of them are going to be there. Cause yeah, it's just so hard to find, um, so hard to find games right now. So, um, yeah, I don't know. I mean, Scotland is like one of those places where, you know, you have a lot of euros, um, at the world championships. So, I mean, for those people, it's, it's really not that difficult to, to pop over and, um, but yeah, it'll be interesting, um, see who else shows up and, but I mean, having it be where the where the sport really originated, it's always a always a treat to get to go over there and play in play in Scotland. So, Chris, one question that 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 brings to mind is, you know, are there ever smaller tournaments that you get a an email from, or Schuster gets an email from, and they're like, you know, we'd like you to come and compete, we'd like to come and and then they offer to fund things, you know, like they're they're asking you to almost barnstorm. 
Yeah, I mean, like my one of my like my probably my favorite tournament um, I've ever had a chance to play in, and uh, been lucky enough to play in it five or six times is over in uh, Kurosawa, uh, Japan, um, and that's an invite where they help you out to get over there and all that stuff. And um, yeah, it's it's that those are my favorite emails to get because you're like, hell yeah, we don't have to. <laughs> blow our budget on this and we get to go see somewhere new and um japan is just a super special place to me i mean my favorite place to travel and the people and the food and everything is just phenomenal i was just gonna say if people want to get the insight into the travel piece and not just the curling piece your twitter account is one of my favorite places to just kind of peruse a little bit because you're pretty good about taking it all in you're big with pictures you're big with stories about food it sounds like you took a question away from me that japan's been the place for you and in terms of a traveler, not just a curler. Yeah, it's just, I mean, just such an incredible place. It's, you know, you don't, you, the trains are super efficient, so you, you never really have to drive. Yeah. The food is just amazing. They take so much pride in, in everything. I mean, even the 7-Elevens, um, food is, is super good. So, I mean, it's just from gas stations to fine dining. I mean, it's, the food is, is unmatched in my opinion. And, and the people are just amazing, and they love curling over there. So um, just a really fun place to play. We are talking with Olympic curler Chris Plies, but Chris Plies is also part of our Fantasy Football League here at the Northland Sports page, and it is the eve of the Super Bowl after all. <laughs> I'm going to ask you a couple football questions. I'm going to start with one that pertains to your curling team. Has Matt sure. Hamilton tried to fill your mind with rubbish that Jordan Love will win a Super Bowl in the next two years? <laughs> I think, interestingly enough, like we were, we got into an argument about this the other day, where he says that he doesn't want to extend him until he until he proves more, and and I was like, man, I mean, it's, I think you gotta, I think you gotta extend this guy. Um, I mean, partly because he looks so good, but partly because uh, if he ends up being bad, it'd be it'd be a great situation for Minnesota. <laughs> I was gonna say there was a little inner Viking fan in that suggestion, wasn't there? <laughs> oh, for sure. Um, but yeah, no, he's, he's still on the fence with, with Jordan, I think. Um, but you know, they, I'm sure, I'm sure it'll work out. It's been 30 years or whatever it's been. Um, so. And um, I have to tell you, I thought of you this week because the NFL awards banquet was this week and your best line of our fantasy football draft this year was big Cleveland guy this year. And, and you overcame <laughs> the Nick Chubb immediate injury. It didn't necessarily help your fantasy team. Mine was awful by the way. But it didn't necessarily help your fantasy team, but I thought of you as Kevin Stefanski got coach of the year. Miles Garrett won a defensive award. Are you still a big Cleveland guy going forward, or was that just for fantasy purposes? And Nick Chubb let you down a little bit. <laughs> yeah, that was tough. Uh, you know, I, I I don't know. I like Cleveland. I mean, I just – I like those teams. I, was, I mean, I was cheering for Detroit um, with their late run. You know, I think in Minnesota it's, it's just easy to – to sympathize with with fan bases that have had a had a tough go at things so um you know i think i was a bit more of a cleveland guy just because of of my <laughs> maybe reach for nick chubb but um but no it's uh i'll always hope for those underdogs until they start winning too much all i know is it was the best line i've ever heard you looked at me across the table just deadpan and said big cleveland guy this year and i thought <laughs> you mean like peter griffin's friend oh no you meant the browns so that was that was pretty cool too Speaking of football, though, it is the eve of the big game. Who you got tomorrow? Because we don't have those suffering fan bases. We have a very good Kansas City Chiefs team, at least a very good quarterback and a very good tight end, against a tremendously balanced 49ers team. Who do you like? I mean, I'm pulling 
so the Niners, uh, I don't know. They've just kind of been one of my, the teams that I've liked over the years. I mean, it, um, you know, for a while there, Vernon Davis was, was involved with curling and stuff. Yeah. And so, um, got to spend some time out at the 49ers facility and, um, yeah, it just kind of became, became one of my teams, I guess, when I was, when we were doing a bunch of stuff with him, but, um, you know, I, I'm picking the Niners. Um, I know their defenses look super sketch, like between the Lions and the and the uh, Pack game. But man, if they can if they can get Debo working, and they just got so many, they just got so many weapons, and they got some studs on defense too. So, um, and I don't know this this Chiefs team. I mean, I had Baltimore last week, so um, I guess I shouldn't be. My my thoughts shouldn't be taken uh, <laughs> too, too <laughs> Bet early, the opposite but... if you're laying money down. Whatever you say, do the opposite. Yeah, I mean, it, I don't know. Kansas City, though, they just figure it out. I mean, they just find a way to work different guys in. And and even guys like, like Kelsey that you know the ball is coming to him, you know, the lion's share of the time. He's, they just still can't stop him. So, um, yeah, I'm taking the Niners, but, but uh, I don't know. I guess I, I don't really care that much either way. All right, I can appreciate that. You gave me a great segue for one last question when you talked about Vernon Davis. Jared Allen has been a big part of curling as well. He was a little miffed by his Hall of Fame omission, but talk to me about Jared Allen, the curler. What's it like to see that? Yeah, no, I mean, it was, to be honest with you, it was like I was a little concerned when when all this news was coming out about Jared making this run for the Olympics and all this kind of stuff. Uh, You know, it is like a game that that we've done a lot of work to legitimize and – he just worried that it's going to come in and just become this like circus and a joke and all that kind of stuff. But um, Jared has treated the sport with nothing but respect. Um, he's worked his butt off. He's, you know, traveling all over the place. He's renting nice, whether it's down in Nashville or out in Tahoe or wherever he's at, um, you know, and he's just really like, yeah, I don't know. He just hasn't made a, made a mockery of it at all. And um you know, he's just been a, a super genuine, nice guy. Um, I was, you know, cracking jokes and, um, you know, just being one of the guys when he's around. Um, so I can't, I honestly have nothing really bad to say about the guy. Um, I think he, I think he's deserving of getting in the Hall of Fame. I, I, mean, I mean, I don't, I like, I've, you're seeing some of these guys come in and not that they all haven't had fantastic careers, but I mean, Jared's longevity and stuff was, was pretty unreal and, was a difference maker pretty much his entire career. So I don't know. Uh, I don't know what, what else you got to do to, to get the nod for that, but, but hopefully he'll, he'll get a chance of that someday. So I would agree with that. He hasn't made a mockery of curling, but he made a mockery of a lot of quarterbacks. And I'll tell you what, I hope team Schuster <laughs> continues to make a mockery of a lot of competition. CP, this was fun. We need to do it again. Absolutely. Brian, thank you very much. Both of you guys appreciate you guys. And uh, yeah, go, go Bulldogs tonight. Yeah, we like that. By the way, that's Jonah's brother, Chris Plies. Could we close with that? Oh, of course. All right. We'll talk to you soon, bud. Thank you very much for your time. Yep. Yep. All right. That's our guy, Olympic curler, Chris Plies. He's just fun. Yeah, that's he's personification of what the sport feels like to me. You know, it's just fun and casual and, and very focused behind the scenes. But up, up front, he's just a guy, right? Absolutely. One of the best conversations on or off the air. We'll play buy or sell next. I'm buying what Chris Plies is selling to me. Everything he says, I chuckle and enjoy. Hope you're doing that with our show. Stick around. We'll be right back. Back here. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. 
No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. On the Northland Sports page, the DJ got us falling in love. I don't know if when I was a DJ if I ever did that, but one of our listeners, and I bet you could guess who, Dave Cook, said he's enjoying the music today, especially with the Toby Keith tribute during hour one because it reminded him of the Brian O'Brien days. And Um, I'm pretty sure you know what listener probably said that right to me. Yeah, I suspect I do. If they've got your contact information, I I know who it is. Yeah, he's out California loving for sure. Yep, absolutely. Absolutely. Kelly approved. Yes. But by the way, we are loving our sponsors each and every week. Dave Cook's going to tell you all about them. Also, Kelly approved. Uh, Let's start with our original uh, sponsor, Aurora Architecture Studio. Hoops Brewing, OAR Holdings, Krause Heating and Cooling, your carrier HVAC authorized dealer. Advantage Element Screen Printing, Sammy's Pizza, The Blackwoods Group, including their locations on London Road, in Proctor, and into Harbors, Blackwater, right downtown, like a couple of blocks away from us, Tavern on the Hill, Mount Royal Bottle Shop, Stewart's Bike Sports and Trophies, Mike Regan at Christensen Group Insurance, Kohler Toyota, and Kohler Hyundai, and Comfort Systems of Duluth. And don't forget on Super Bowl Eve, that free TV if you buy a vehicle, courtesy of Kohler Hyundai. And again, if you don't need a TV, I know somebody who take it, <laughs> not just for the Super Bowl, forever. Yeah, I right. won't return bring it at it the back, end of the game. I promise you. Your house. Yeah, there's Thanks no question that. that it would stick around. Now, to be fair, my wife is probably going. Why do you keep saying that our TVs are fine? I know, but it could always be better. Yeah, <laughs> Brian, we've got three now. Stop it. I know we have more TVs than house now. Are yeah, you done? Exactly. Yeah. You had enough listeners actually come through for you. Now yeah. we have a room that's just called the TV room, not because there's a TV in there, because there's nothing but TVs in there. It looks like baby hoops brewing. We've got (laughs) 20 TVs in here, too. Well, and I love that you mentioned that, because I was just thinking going into this segment that just about every conversation we've had today with Chris Plies, with Chelsea Brown, with Dave Hoops, kind of reminds me of just chatter over a beer. And a lot of people kind of peg this show that way, and I love it. Yeah, no, that was the original idea, right? The original idea was just... We're going to talk about local stuff and be as as comfortable as possible. So if people are saying that, we're doing it right. Absolutely. So I hope people are buying what we're selling, and that's what we do this segment. We're going to play buy or sell. Here's how the game works. I'm going to give a statement about each of the four major sports leagues. If Dave agrees, he's going to say buy. He's going to tell me why. If he disagrees, he's going to say sell, and he tells me why. He's also going to tell me which league, emphasis on league, (laughs) that we're going to play in in a particular order. He's done well with that the last couple of weeks. He's he still chuckles it. about it, but yep. I think you've got it down. Let's see how you do today. Doing stretches and getting ready to go here. With I was going to say, you, you did ask me during the last break if you could leave the studio for a moment. I assume it was just calisthenics. Yes, 100% what it was. Getting the mind ready. Right. Let's start with the National Football League because it is Super Bowl. Oh, sorry. It's the big game week. I was going to say it is Super Bowl Eve, and I can just tell you that you are going to hate this by yourself statement because you don't like this team at all. So with... The 49ers win over Detroit to get to this particular football game. Yes, it's the Super Bowl, but the big game has become more in vogue. San Francisco now leads the NFL historically in postseason victories. If they win tomorrow and capture another Super Bowl, even though I know other teams have more, are they the best franchise in NFL history? I By hate yourself. this question. I knew it. Um, I, well, I preface it by saying you would. Thanks for coming through for me. Yeah, no, I'm I am going to sell 
but more sell because I feel like I should than maybe how I actually believe. I was going to say, are you selling with your heart and not your head? So I'm going to say something blasphemous. Okay. The best um, You're going to put it on Green Bay, aren't I you? Am. Yep. And there's merit to that, but they call themselves title town and they have the most going back to when you had to win like two games to win it all because there were four teams. They haven't won a title in, I want to say, 14 years. But they're probably it. But man, San Francisco is right there. Yeah. Especially with iconic players. You know, when you talk about Green Bay, they have several too. But it starts with basically a trio of quarterbacks. And then it kind of fades a little bit. Whereas San Francisco, I feel like you can go offense, you can go defense. You can name San Francisco legends who are NFL legends for a while. So I think there are a lot of contenders for this. So I'm perfectly okay with if somebody says I'm going to sell barely or I'm going to buy barely because I feel like Green Bay, Pittsburgh, Dallas sort of, but Dallas is laughable now. People will say New England, but New England was one guy. Yeah, New England, well, two guys if you want to count the coaches together. Correct. Um, Yeah, those three, you know, I know there's people out there that are hollering about the New York Giants. They haven't been anything for a while. I really do think it's, it's San Francisco, Green Bay, or Dallas. I really do. Pittsburgh is Pittsburgh is I think just a niche down. Well, and what's ironic is you could say, well, which one of those didn't have major peaks and valleys? But the answer is none, because Dallas was terrible for a little while. Don't forget, Troy Aikman won one game in his first year. Green Bay was abysmal for most of the '80s. You look at San Francisco, and they had some poor years. They're probably the closest one to never being truly terrible for a long stretch. If you if you ask which team wasn't truly terrible over its careers, it's ours. Like we've right, never but you have been to be good at some point too. Um, I think, but Green Bay has been a, better than San Francisco since Favre started. Like the whole peaks and valleys, they've been just kind of although you know, nine and ten win years. Yeah, but Steve Young was still in the league when Brett Favre was, and yeah, but beat San him up Francisco plenty. also had some really tough years in the middle, and Green Correct. Bay really hasn't. But San Francisco's beaten Green Bay the last five, the last six playoff games. Nope, I agree with that, but we're comparing the so, two. So I don't think it's 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 a buy or sell where you go, yeah, one of those. Yes, that's exactly what it is. All right, so the non-committal version of buy or sell in the it's NFL. Like the, it's like that light beer commercial where the Michelob and the other one, they have one gram less of sugar. You can buy either one if you, unless you want the sugar. It's buy or sell, and you'd say, can I put it on layaway? I'll come back tomorrow. Exactly I got to think right. about it after the result of tomorrow's game. All right, we are about to go into spring training, so let's go with me. Major League Baseball. All right, Major League Baseball. Now, to me, this was odd that this news became bigger news yesterday because I knew about it for a few weeks. Miguel Sano has been signed by the Angels. I'm glad he's getting another chance, but buy or sell that he can resurrect his career. Does he have it in him? I'm going to buy it. Okay. I think that uh, as long as he's in shape and motivated, he was always good. It's when he stopped being motivated because he was comfortable with where he was that uh, things started to go sideways. And, you know, when when you're at that point, you can just grip and rip. He was a good hitter before before he lost his ability to, to you know, square up on a baseball. He's had a couple years to work on it, and he's back, and he had to bust his tail to get back. And so I think that he's going to be pretty good. All right, so I agree with everything you said, but it's also why I'm going to say sell. Because it is, as long as he's motivated and in shape, he can do this. And I hope he does. Even though everybody will go, we didn't need him when he goes 30 bombs and drives in 100. But here's the thing. How many years when he was in Minnesota did we hear during spring training? Oh, so no, it's 20 pounds lighter. He's hitting bombs left and right. This is going to be the year. And then it never was. So it makes me wonder, like, what are you doing during the regular season? 
Like, are you doing the same things that I do when you get home from a game? You sit on the couch with a bag of nachos and you don't get up till you finish because the next day he can't do anything. Yeah. I got a feeling there's a bad habit we don't know about that he's going to fall back into. He's also not the savior. Like, he was going to be the savior here, right? It's Trout's organization. It's Trout's program. You're going to do things the way Trout has, and we don't know what that looks like. Right. right? Can he be in the shadows and succeed? Right. And that's that's going to be the question. And and I think it's a good organization because there's zero pressure. Right? Yeah. There's, they're not expected Or do to you win. simply say this is where careers go to die because Mike Trout is amazing, but the team goes nowhere. Yeah. Anthony Rendon came here. He hasn't done much. The Angels spend and pick up big names and still lose. Sano's not a big name. Whether they win or lose, what's he going to do? Yeah, exactly right. And I think that uh, the funny thing is, is you know who he's replacing, right? He is the DH replacement for Shohei Otani. Yeah. It'll be interesting when they have him pitch. (laughs) Well, I said the DH side of it. Right. But I think it would be fun if Miguel Sano was ever on the mound. I don't care if it's 20 to 2. I want to see that. That would be looking a little like Bartolo Colon. But yes. It would. All right. It would be a different version of Big Sexy. Two down, two to go. So this is, uh, so we've got NBA and NHL All-Stars on opposite sides here of this weekend. So let's start with the NBA. All right. So speaking of All-Stars, Anthony Edwards, All-Star. Carl Anthony Towns, All-Star. My mom will be so happy that I used both their names when I could have said Kent Nant, um, All-Stars, although I couldn't have said it, apparently. (laughs) Plus, it sounds like a Dr. Seuss book. Cat and Ant, All-Stars. Buy or sell, Rudy Gobert got snubbed. Well, yeah, but so did a lot of guys. Like, Rudy Gobert has been a defensive power, right? No question. Um, But defense doesn't sell in the All-Star game, and uh, he's not the only one that got snubbed. So, sure, but get in line. Right. So I'm going to sell that he got snubbed again because of everything you said is correct. I just take the other response because everybody else got quote unquote snubbed as well. But here's why I don't think he got snubbed. Look at the roster that they did take. Who are you putting Rudy Gobarian instead of? Yep. There are people worthy of all-star selections, but then you got 45 of them. I think what people who really think Rudy got snubbed aren't realize is how good Cat's been this year. Right. Like that would be the replacement, right? It would be one for one. It would, we wouldn't or get would it? Three. Because one's a four and one's a five. Well, I know, but I think that people nationally think Cat's a five playing out of position. So well, I think if you look at the all-star rosters, they did that with everybody. I looked at the rosters this morning and I'm like, so everybody's a two, three. Everybody's a two, three. Or a point forward. There's no traditional positioning in this at all. We're just going to take the most marketable, entertaining players and leave yep. it at that. And you know what? It's an all-star game. So knock yourself right. out. Sounds well, like fun. Or just don't if you're Anthony Edwards or Carl Anthony Towns. Come out of right. this 100% and let's go. But I do think that people who really want Gobert need to understand that Cat's been their best player all year. And they are the first place team in the West. This isn't a buy or sell, but you talked about both teams being near all-star mode. Which one would you attend? NBA or NHL if you had one ticket? That's a heck of a question. Thank probably, you. Probably the NBA. Me too. Because I don't understand the NHL one quite as much. Because there's so many bits and pieces. We're drafting fancy teams. We're you know we're going three on three, um, but we don't know who's. I, there's just so much, so many moving parts. Right. In the in, I'd rather go see the hockey skills competition. Right. I um, agree with that too. But I think I would attend that before any of the games. Yeah, I, I guess I, I agree with that, too. I'd Probably the skills competition would be number one, hockey, number two, basketball, and then the games. Right. Like, I'd rather see the competitions on both sides. I was going to say the games could be an undercard or an afterthought. Yeah. Or we, both. We kind of are. All right. So we've got one left. Do you know which one it is? I do. 
I do. It's it's steel and ice, baby. It's the NHL. It absolutely is. And we talked about this before the show today because I joked again, the Wild came out of their bye week and all they've done is win, win, win no matter what. There was an article this week about can the Wild make a run and the author said, check the standings if you want your answer. And the belief is that they're buried in the standings and can't do it. Buy or sell that the Minnesota Wild are actually buried in the standings and can't make a run because of it. Well, define the word run. I mean, can they make the playoffs? Sure. But that would probably be the worst thing that they could do for the franchise. Like if you become the eighth seed and you get just destroyed in the first round while you made the playoffs, hat tip, right? I I just would, I don't think they have the consistency or horsepower to make a run. When we talk about making a run, we're not talking about making the playoffs. We're talking about getting to a conference championship they don't have that kind of horses. And so, I mean, their defense is not anywhere near good enough to do that. The And for a wild team, that's a strange thing to say. So I would prefer they don't. They get a better draft choice. They're smart about it. Right. They let some of their kids flex a little bit. And let's talk about after. Let's make a huge run. A re, let's be the best team in the league. Next, in, next year or two years? Two years. I think it's going to take two. I wanted to talk about... Bill Guerin got another GM job this week. Buy or sell that increases or decreases your confidence in him. I think he's going to be fine. It's whether or not he brings all veterans to the Olympics, I guess, is is the question because he seems to really like bringing the old guys who are hard workers but not necessarily the best players um, and give them extended contracts. So here we go. Right. I'm going to sell that the Wild are buried in the standings, but I'll buy that they can't make a run because I just don't think they're very good. But again, we talk about the way they have played both in the eye test and the results. And you go to look at the standings and you go, this team must be dead in the water. And you're looking and you're going, boy, the difference between being in the playoff picture and out is like four points. And two game win streaks can take you in and out of that proverbial bubble. I think you're right. They need to be smart about this and hopefully get a good draft pick. But if you can't help but win, if you get an eight seed, just get in and go, I guess. So here's the thing uh, I will say about the Wild. They really haven't played well. Like I don't, and I know that duh, right? They, they really haven't. But no, none of their players have had those moments. Kure, uh, Kaprizov had, you know, a week there where he was hot, but Boldy's not really been good, right? right. Rodin's been scored hurt. last night. I think he's got seventeen. Yeah, and so if those guys all start to click, if Zuccarello looks like Zuccarello looked like two years ago, um, okay, come let me know when that happens. But when it happens. Yeah, they, that team could make a run, but they haven't they haven't shown any inkling of doing that. Here's the fun part. Because the Timberwolves have been good this year, nobody's going to care. Correct. But that's my hope. I don't know that I'm actually correct when I say that because we talked about we should put a poll on Twitter about who do you care more about what she's doing, Caitlin Clark or Taylor Swift, and we think we know who would win. I would love to put a poll out there of who would you rather watch and follow, the Wolves or the Wild, in their current status. I still think the state of hockey would be hockey snobbish on it, even though talent, record, and atmosphere, there's no question it should be the Timberwolves. Yeah. I'd, if it's our poll, yeah, you're right. But I think if it's a statewide poll. It'd be fun to find out. Yeah. Because that would actually be interesting, just like they do politically when they go by counties. Yes. I would love to see what areas think map. what. Like the Wolves would dominate the Metro. The further north you go, I'm not sure they would. No, I agree. And the question would be, what happens west? You know, those areas that aren't Or either. the deep south. What's Winona going to say? What's Winona going to say? Mankato is probably a hockey town. I'll tell you what. Hockey snobs, if you're still being hockey snobs about the wild now, 
you make me want to do a lot of things that I can't say on the radio. We bump out with Usher. You make me want to. That's the end of buy or sell. It makes me want to call Vince Glenn to close the show. Stick around. We'll be right back. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, offering professional grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done. A little less talk and a lot more action. I'll tell you what, in about 14, 15 minutes, that's going to be true because we're going to end the talk show and get ready to watch some action today. Yeah, well, not just that, but we got to action out of here, Brian. We got to get going right away. You've got a senior day at one o'clock. I was going to say, there's a phrase we use for that, but we can't use it on the radio because it would be our last show. Hustle. Speaking of, if you're looking to watch some action today, you can do it on Rails TV. They are carrying the Section 7A girls semis today. Game actually underway already and another one at two. And Rails TV, they did a lot for us this week, too. Yeah, they really do. And again, uh, if your child is interested in doing any kind of work in broadcasting, you got to go at least consider Rails TV and, and the Proctor High School because of it. Absolutely. And our great sponsors make us able to do anything in addition to things like simulcasting with Rails TV. Absolutely. So let's start with Mike Regan at Christensen Group Insurance, Comfort Systems of Duluth, Kohler Hyundai and Kohler Toyota, Stewart's Bike Sports and Trophies, Mount Royal Bottle Shop, the Blackwoods Group, including their locations on London Road, in Proctor, in Two Harbors, at Blackwater, and Tavern on the Hill. Sammy's Pizza, Advantage Emblem and Screen Printing, Kraus Heating and Cooling, your carrier, HVAC authorized dealer. Brian, that's your carrier. It's carrier. an HVAC. Yes. <laughs> OAR Holdings, Hoops Brewing, and Arola Architecture Studio. Arola Architecture Studio brings you drawing lines. Vency Glenn is the star of drawing lines throughout football season. It is the eve of football's last game of the season. We'll leave it up to Vince if he wants it to be a last segment for a while. He'll probably want to do a Super Bowl post-mortem next week. But, again, we'll leave that up to him. And we say good morning right now, Mr. Vince Glenn. Good morning, guys. How are you? Not too bad. Yourself, what does Vince Glenn do on Super Bowl Sundays? Is, is there a big party? Is it watching it analytically alone? Do you watch it at all? What's what's Vince Glenn's Super Bowl Sunday like? I got to be honest. I'm anti-social. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, I'm anti-social, man. But uh, my buddy wants me to put his my, – my buddy right down the street wants me to come to his house for a Super Bowl party. But it's just hard for me because all these opinions and people where they know the game, which is great and all that, I just want to watch the game because I see it from a totally different point of view. And I don't knock people's opinions on games and all that. But it's so hyped on fan ball, but this is the most important game to me as far as any professional football player is concerned. So I like to watch it in my own kind of like face and kind of see it from the football point of view and not get caught up in the entertainment aspect. All right, so you've talked about both of these teams last week. A week later, has any of your opinion changed? Who you got and why winning this football game? I don't, I don't really know. I, I think both teams are the two best teams that have played well in the last four to five weeks. Uh, they find a way to win games. It's not always perfect, and that's the beauty of it. Normally we talk about how Mahomes and them is a scoring offense and all this, but both teams have pretty much gotten there based off somewhat of what their defense is doing. You know, So it's really not that offensive kind of game that you think it's going to be. I think it's going to be the team that 
tackled the best, like I said last week and the week before, is going to win. The guys, the guys that give up the biggest plays and make the biggest mistakes, they're probably going to lose. I just think it's what Vince was saying about watching the Super Bowl is so funny. Vince, I remember going to friend's house and sitting there watching the football game and having people like, what do you think is going to happen now? What's your, and just like, shh, shh, shh. The only thing I had to do was tell people when the commercials were coming on because I think I was the only one watching the game. Um, so, <laughs> and it's, um, it's so funny. Um, so here's my take, Brian. Uh, Vancey, I think that if it's close and the ball's in Mahomes' hand, Kansas City wins. Like he's He strikes me as that guy that if he has the control of what's going to happen, He'll come through. he's the guy that's going to come but through. But you also think it may not be close. Well, I think San Francisco. I don't think Kansas City can blow out San Francisco. I do think the opposite could happen. But if it's close, Mahomes is a winner. And Vincey and I have talked about that before. It's the locker room. It's the it's the together. It's who plays football on, on the field. And, and doggone it, Mahomes seems to be able to do that better than anybody else. I agree, Vince. I have to ask you this because Kansas City has been blown out before in a Super Bowl. Tom Brady with the Bucks did it. I think the final score was somewhere in the area of like thirty-one to nine. Could you see Kansas City getting obliterated tomorrow? No, not getting obliterated. But I think this is going to be a, a, the key matchup. How well Travis Kelsey can do against San Francisco's linebackers? They are the two best tandem linebackers in the league, and if he can find a way to keep them occupied. All these guys haven't been there before, so it's going to be a new test. Dave, I think it's interesting that you mentioned that, you know, you have to tell people when the commercials are going, where I end up having to tell my wife when it's the two-minute warning, and it just enhances how much she doesn't like football because she wants to be ready for the halftime show. But you and I both know that the two-minute warning and halftime itself can be half an hour oh, apart. Yeah. I hear about that all the time. Don't tell me when it's a two-minute warning because that's about 15 minutes in real time. And it's like, yeah, that's that's prob- that's probably right. Right. They should really call it the 15-minute warning, even though there's two minutes left on the clock. But speaking of halftime, Fancy, this is a little bit of a ingest type question, but I know you love music. I know you love dancing. Anti-social or not, is there a halftime show historically that you've ever been, hey, I'm, I'm into that? Oh, yeah, several halftime shows. Uh, not, no, not of lately. I can't remember them in the past, you know, because entertainment was different now back then than what we see entertainment is today. It's it's hyped up for so long and by the time you get to it, it's anti-climatic and stuff. But uh, I, I think the best ones are let me see what the commercials are like. I'd rather sit there and be, or quiet, be quiet and let me hear the commercials and be like, they spent $7 million on that? I know, oh, right? You gotta be kidding me. <laughs> the commercials are great. Because- I like the commercials more than the halftime show. No, I agree with you. And there's always going to be a movie trailer that you're going to go, oh, I can't wait to see that. But they spend $10 million to put the trailer out for something that's nine months away, but they do it on Super Bowl Sunday. I tell you, those the ones that do it right, though, when they hit when they hit the right commercial, it's it's worth every dollar of $7 million. There's a reason why there's a YouTube link later where you can just watch all the commercials most yeah, of the time. Yeah. And Dana's watched that before, by the way. I have not. I've said, are you really going to watch all the... Co- this is why they spend all that money, young lady. They spend it because you're going to go back on your YouTube and watch commercials again. So, Vince, you mentioned how much the defense have been difference makers for each of these teams. When you look at this situation and how good as a coordinator, Steve Spagnolo continues to be wherever he goes. Kansas City is the more, quote, no-name defense outside of Jones, but what can they do to disrupt things? Because they certainly disrupted everybody else they've played. I, I just think they have probably, if not the best, uh, top two corner uh, 
in the league. Uh, was thirty eighth name of brain brain went dead. Sneed, yeah, from Kansas City. Yeah, Sneed. Sneed, yeah. Yep. He's he's good. He's very very good and he's smart. These guys understand defensive schematics. That's what makes them so good. They understand what the offense is trying to do and how they're trying to explore them, and that's why their defense is so successful against different types of offenses. You know what I'm saying? They they keep the offense in the game to where hey. They give them a chance to make plays and, and win the game for you. And that's what you want. You want a defense. You're not going to just stop everybody. These guys are good on offense. But you have to slow them down and, and make them make decisions that they don't want to, which evolves into turnovers. So it's, 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 a, it's a little game. You mainly have to be into it every play at 110%. I've never been there, but that's how I would approach it. And, 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 and just hustle, man, and just see what happens at the end. But you can't get do-overs after the day, tomorrow. I want to ask you one more question involving defense and more in the postseason awards because Kevin Stefanski won Coach of the Year again, and I understand why. But D'Amico Ryan's, what he did with Houston is amazing, and he's so defensive-minded and was such a good defensive player. I still felt like he should have gotten it. First of all, what's your take on that? And second of all, when you were playing, did postseason awards mean anything to you? No, not unless while I was going to a Super Bowl. I really don't don't get caught up in individual awards. I look at it as a team concept. Uh, I think D'Amico Ryan should have been considered and definitely should have got coach of the year more than Stefanski because uh, he has veteran players. D'Amico Ryan took a team out of the depths of hell and got them to believe in themselves and got a city to believe and get behind them. And they played at a high, high level, a level that they didn't even – that they could play and then they had injuries. So it's just a bright future for that organization and they got the right leaders in place. So that's what I look at over the long run. I don't look at individual yearly awards. I think what you do for your city and your, your organization over a long period of time just tells you how good that, that person was for that organization. So Vince, I have one last question for you here and it was, it was Hall of Fame voting this week. And uh, the one guy I want to ask you about, because I bet you have an opinion on Julius Peppers, because he played for so long and he was such a dominant, dominant defensive end for different teams. I'm wondering when you see a guy, in my case, like Peppers or Reggie White back in the day, um, is there, how do I say this right? Is there a player that you watched on the field, maybe played with or played against, and you just said, that guy, he's got it. He's a Hall of Fame. You know, Absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely, you know guys that are just here's and and we'll go back to Minnesota in 1992. On that team, there were five future Hall of Famers, guys that are in the Hall of Fame <laughs> from the '92 yeah, team. You right? don't have, you might not have two guys whole organization go in, but on that one team, we had five future Hall of Famers. That's, That's crazy, crazy man. Yep. So, uh, yeah, it, you know when somebody's special, like a John Randall, Chris Dolman, Zimmerman, Chris Carter, you can just go down. Then Warren Moon came in. You can just go down a list of guys that were like, oh, he, he, he's special. He's special. Yep. Absolutely. And you are special to us, Vincey Glenn. We appreciate it. Let's talk next week. We'll wrap the football season then. You guys, you guys have a great weekend. Thanks, you Vincey, as well. as well. That's our guy, Vincey Glenn. What a show. Everybody enjoy the Super Bowl. We'll see you next week. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts 
so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.